Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you for joining me today. And especially thank you for everybody who sent in questions or topics. Please, please, please send them my way. I love hearing what you want to hear about. So DM me on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Uh, Don't reach out to me on Facebook because like there's a message graveyard there for people you're not friends with. And I've seen it a couple times, but then I don't know how to get back there. Anyway, not Facebook. Email's fine. Uh, Direct message on Instagram is fine. But do that, please. Got so many good questions and topics today. Uh, An update on my meat-based experiment slash my current emphasis on my own personal weight loss, how that stuff is going. I'm going to update you on that. Somebody asked me to create a podcast for you to listen to on those days where you where you want to give up. Uh, so we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on comparison. Lots of different things we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, somebody is going to win something today. It's super easy to win, you guys. There's three ways to win. You can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcast, if that's how you listen, or I don't think you can leave written reviews on Spotify, but Apple Podcast for sure. Um, You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes or Tools for the Trenches on Amazon. Or lastly, and you can do all three and have three chances to win, you can share on social media. Make sure to tag me what episode of this podcast you're listening to or loving, and you could win something. And I'm not talking about little tchotchkes. Typically, the things that I give away every week are between $60 and $100. Um, sometimes they're less than that, like Changemakers Journal is $50. Bucks. Uh, but when you add in shipping, it takes it to 60 So 60 to 120 bucks is usually around what we give away every week. So, you know, hey, why not? We are going to be giving away Sleep Plus today. It is an all-natural supplement. I think I've only given it away a couple times before, but when I did, so many of you wanted to know about it, and I kind of get on my soapbox. I'm not a fan of melatonin for sleeping. However, sleep is so important. Even if we can't get more hours of sleep because of kids or work or whatever, we can improve the quality of our sleep, and just doing that helps with weight loss, helps with focus, helps with mood, helps with depression and anxiety, helps with hormones, basically everything, everything. The reason that I'm not a fan of melatonin 
And as I always say, if it works for you, great. I'm not here to try and tell you to stop doing something that works for you. But the reason that I'm not personally a fan of it is because melatonin is a hormone. When we supplement with it, our body tends to scale back its own production. And I don't want to mess with that kind of stuff when there are such better alternatives. So Sleep Plus is an all-natural sleep aid. The science behind it is incredible. The research, the testimonials, I, I just, I think it's amazing. So that's what I'm going to give away today. If you don't win, I'll also link it up in the show notes. All right, let's start with what I got easily 15 to 20 questions about, which is an update on my own personal weight loss journey. Uh, years ago, handful of years ago, well, probably almost a decade ago, not quite, maybe like eight, nine years ago, I lost over 130 pounds just eating differently, moving more, and I felt really great about where my body was. And then uh, when I got pregnant, I gained quite a bit of weight. And that was probably, well, obviously I was pregnant, but I ate very differently. I, with my pregnancy with Dagny, I had extreme food aversions. And for not the entire pregnancy, but quite a bit of it, the thing that I could eat was dry pasta, uh, Cheerios, you know, and it was such a stark contrast to how I had been eating for so many years. That's what I ate. And as somebody who was carb sensitive, great for getting me through the pregnancy, also gained a lot of weight. Six months later, got pregnant with Roman, didn't have the food aversions there. So I really didn't gain that much weight with my pregnancy with Roe, but I was still carrying the Dagny pregnancy weight. So I'm back on a concerted effort to lose weight, and it looks different this time. It looks different for a lot of reasons. I'm not doing CrossFit-level activity. Uh, two C-sections in two years, my, my, my core just isn't yet rehabbed to the point where that feels really comfortable, but I am doing weight training and daily walking, even though right now at this time of year, it's usually inside on the treadmill. The nutrition piece has been interesting. And for the, for the first eight months after Roman was born, actually eight and a half, I was exclusively breastfeeding. He did not take a single bottle, even of breast milk, until he was eight and a half months. I'm not bragging. I wanted him to take a bottle. I wanted to pump and have Chris be able to help, but he just didn't do that until he was eight and a half months old. Anyway, in that time where I was breastfeeding, most of the nutritional stuff, well, all of the nutritional stuff that I had done before wasn't giving me the same results. Uh, so I just started to try different things because I believe that there's a way to healthily lose weight while you're breastfeeding. And for some people, it's really easy. I wasn't one of those people, which is fine. Uh, I decided to do a meat-based experiment. And it's sort of loosely based on the idea of the carnivore diet. I have an episode coming up where we talk about like what's the science and what should you listen to and why is there all this conflicting information? So we're not going to go into that today. But I don't call it carnivore because it's not exclusively meat. It's essentially animal products and some berries. Animal products means you can include butter, you include eggs, uh, a tiny bit of dairy, but not a lot. Dairy is pro-inflammatory. And I was doing it, yes, to lose weight and see if my body would respond, along with taking GBX Fit, a new weight loss quadbiotic that I talked about in a previous episode. Uh and, and it worked. I was absolutely seeing weight loss, which was very exciting for me. But because I 
track my hormones every single day and I do it to get an exact value, estrogen, progesterone, and LH. Actually, it's progesterone mimic that tracks in kind of a similar way. So it's essentially telling you what progesterone is. So I'm unique in that I'm able to see those numbers every morning. We'll talk more about that in a second because I got a lot of questions about that. And a couple of weeks into this meat-based or animal-based, I should say, experiment, I noticed that my hormone numbers weren't what I expected them to be, which could have been any number of things. But I sort of wondered, and I said to my husband, I wonder if I added in just a small amount of vegetables if things would normalize. So I thought, why not try it? You know, why, why wait? It's an experiment. So I decided to add in two servings a day, like lunch and dinner, of green vegetables, just green vegetables, mostly cruciferous vegetables, but also spinach and arugula, which are not in the cruciferous family. And the next day, when I checked my hormones, they were far more normal. They kind of got off this abnormal track and were normal. It could be total coincidence and nothing to do with it. I think in another time of my life, I would continue on the meat-based experiment for at least 30 days and see what happens and see if, it, you know, with more time and consistency, things normal out. But both Chris and I would really love to, you know, get pregnant again as soon as we can. So I didn't want to give it time, you know. And again, could be have nothing to do with the vegetables, but I am still doing that animal-based philosophy, but I'm including a couple servings a day of green vegetables. Now, does this mean that I'm not going to eat vegetables aside from these two servings for the rest of my life, or I'm never going to have a yellow vegetable or a red vegetable? No. It is truly just an experiment that I'm doing to see if it helps the inflammation in my body. I'm not saying that vegetables are bad, that carnivore is good. It is just an experiment. Again, I have an episode coming up in March about the conflicting science and what my take is on it, but I love to just try different things and see how my body responds. I got a bajillion questions when I was sharing this inside the Primal Potential Facebook group about how I test my hormones every single day. I'll link to what I use in the show description. It's called Mira, and it, you know, it's not a finger prick or anything. It tests in your urine, and I do it for fertility. However, it's something I'll probably continue, not forever, but for a while, even when fertility isn't a goal. I could certainly do it if I was trying to avoid getting pregnant as well, but I'll probably continue it, uh, especially in a weight loss phase, because seeing that number for estrogen is not only helpful to know what point I'm at in my menstrual cycle, but it's also, as somebody who has a history of estrogen dominance or an excess of estrogen in my system, and a, I have a genetic variation that makes it more challenging for my body to detox excess estrogens and so they can accumulate in my system. Now, there are many different estrogens. This only looks at one, but it's still a good indicator. So I really like it. I got it initially for fertility. I like it so much that I'll probably continue using it regardless of that for a while. Um, but it's called Mira. I'll link to it in the show notes. Really quickly, I, most of your questions, guys, are not about me. I always feel weird, like just talking about my own weight loss and health choices and blah, blah, blah. But the questions came up and I want to answer them. But we're, one more and then we'll get into, you know, the days when you feel like you want to give up, uh, comparing to other people. There's a bunch of different topics that we'll get to in just one second. Somebody asked if I can share what a day of eating looks like for me. 
And I had an idea earlier today, uh, sitting on the floor playing with Roman, that what do you guys think? I'd love your feedback. DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. I was thinking about doing an episode like how I lost weight then, eight, nine years ago when I lost over 130 pounds compared to what I'm doing now to lose weight. I haven't checked my weight in a few days, but I'm about down 15 pounds from the end of January. So that's, you know, it's what, three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Because I started around January 27th with that experiment. Uh, But I was thinking of doing an episode, what I did then and what worked for me then and what works for me now. Not to suggest that any of it would work for you at this phase, but just to give a sense of how things can look different and still create results. What a day of eating looks like for me. So around nine months, I stopped breastfeeding Roman. I would have loved to have continued, but we've got some other priorities, so I stopped. And when I stopped, I added back in intermittent fasting. So I tend to fast for about 16 hours. So if I'm done eating at, say, 6 p.m., then I won't eat until, you know, 16 hours later, so it's late morning time-ish. And I will break my fast usually with a spinach and or arugula salad with avocado, as well as whatever leftover meat from the night before. So maybe that's ground beef, maybe it's steak, maybe it's chicken thighs, maybe it's salmon. And then I make a homemade dressing. It's super simple. I'll take avocado oil and I'll do half avocado oil and then half a mix of balsamic vinegar and apple cider vinegar. So it's 50-50, but the vinegar is split between apple cider vinegar and balsamic. And then I add in some Dijon mustard and I shake it up. That's my salad dressing. So there's, as you can tell, lots of fat from whatever the meat is. It's usually a fatty meat from the dressing, from the avocado, and then a, a bit of protein and some leafy greens. And oftentimes I won't eat until dinner, but sometimes I will. Most of the time that's a GBX protein shake. So I'll do two scoops of protein. Right now I shake it up with water. Previously, I would put it in the blender with like frozen cauliflower rice. That recipe is up on my website, how I used to make it. Right now I'm just keeping it really, really simple. Or I will take a piece of like turkey or chicken and put a little bit of Dijon mustard on it, and that's what I'll have, or a handful of macadamia nuts, but most of the time it would be a shake. Like 99% of the time it's going to be a shake. And then dinner, I'll do either, again, a leafy green salad, or I'll do Brussels sprouts or broccoli. Those are kind of the cruciferous vegetables that I go to right now. I go through phases. Sometimes I really love cauliflower rice with things. Right now, it's not really appealing to me. Um, And then I might make a steak. I might make a piece of salmon. Um, maybe I've made some chicken thighs in the Instapot, but yeah, that's what it looks like. And then the clock starts on my fast as soon as dinner is done. Okay. Moving away from the topic of me onto the topic of you guys. Somebody said, are you able to create a podcast for those days where you want to or do give up so that we can go to that podcast to remind us why we're doing this or to stay focused? My sense is I can't do that for you. Now, I can absolutely share how I do that for myself, but there is no way that I can give you the pep talk for you because 
I don't know your reasons. You know, uh, back in the early 900 episodes, I don't remember the episode now, but it was a favorite of, of most people who listen. We talked about have many reasons, visit them often, and make them strong. I can't, you know, if you're having a day where you want to give up or you feel like you have given up, for you to come to a podcast that snaps you back into it, I'd have to know something about not only what your goal is, is you're giving up on getting out of debt, on building a business, on losing weight, on eating better, I, I don't know, but also your reasons. So just today, sometimes this happens to me, it always seems to be around like late afternoon time, so I think that it comes with uh, a circadian rhythm, kind of getting more tired for sure, but I had a, I was preparing dinner, we have family dinner tonight, and we're having it here instead of going out. And I got dessert because I want everybody else to have dessert, even though I'm not going to have it. And um, Chris's mom is leaving the area again after being here for a while. So she's leaving until probably November. So it's kind of a celebratory thing. And I went and I got the dessert. And when I came back, I was like, you know, I'm making spaghetti and meatballs and and there's dessert and there's French bread. And I'm basically going to have a salad and some special meatballs that I made that don't have like breadcrumbs or anything like that in them. And I'm sitting here, I'm just sort of in like a low energy place. And I'm like, you know, I've been really good. <laughs> Anybody ever had that? Like you justify being on track. You justify going off track by being on track. I mean, it's totally irrational. And I noticed it as soon as it was. And then I thought, you know, I've lost a ton of weight for, for, for me, not in the scheme. I still have a long way to go to get back to where I was before I got pregnant with Dagny. But I've made more progress in the last three weeks than in the last nine months. And I started to use that to justify just eating pasta and French bread and dessert this evening. Even though if you ask me, like, is that worth it? If you're going to have something to deviate from from this anti-inflammation path that you're on right now? Is that what you would choose? The answer is no. But where I went to in my head as I simultaneously was like convincing myself to just eat whatever I wanted today and saying, you know, you get back on the weight loss train the next day, which I believe, I believe that I will. But then I quickly went to, well, what are the other reasons that you're doing this? Because yes, you've lost weight. So certainly taking a day to or an evening to eat whatever you want is not going to be the end of this weight loss journey for you, but what are the other reasons that you're doing it? And one of the reasons that I'm doing it is for lower inflammation so that we can start a family. And I thought to myself, man, wouldn't it suck if a cycle goes by and we didn't get pregnant and I wonder if we would have had a better chance if I had stayed consistent? Now, that, what works for me right now, wouldn't work for me in a different season of life and certainly won't work for you if you don't have similar goals to me. But there are other reasons. You know, in seasons where I wasn't trying to grow my family, it comes down to, do I want to be the kind of person who every single time I have a craving or a low moment, I justify overeating? Like, you know, if I could see myself from the outside and sort of watch how I'm thinking and how I'm acting or watch me from an out-of-body kind of perspective sitting on the couch and eating a pint of ice cream while I binge on a show on Netflix, like, is that how I want to show up? Oh my God, no. Absolutely not. Is that the example I want to set for my kids? No. Do I think that somehow that pattern is going to stop itself if I don't consciously overcome these moments? No, it's not. It's going to continue. Do I want it to continue? 
So the, the tool for you comes down to what are the other reasons that you're doing it? Because you can absolutely every single time talk yourself out of whatever it is, whatever it is you said you'd do to build your business, whatever it is you said you'd do to improve your relationship or get out of debt or lose weight, you can 100% of the time talk yourself out of it. The key is to not just think in terms of that one perspective that lets you let yourself off the hook. That is, as I call it here all the time, incomplete thinking. You are serving yourself one sliver of the truth and you are ignoring the other 90% of things that are true and things that you want and priorities that you have in your life. And if you continue to do that, your life is going to reflect that singular sliver of truth that you use to give up, to give in, to make excuses. I don't want that. So in these moments, I have to be very honest with myself. I ask myself, okay, what if I just go out, because this was a conversation I had in my mind. I was having a late lunch because the cleaning ladies were here and I was busy with Roman. And I was like, okay, am I willing to go make myself a really healthy, clean lunch and reevaluate afterwards? And so I did. And then I was still thinking about it. And I said, okay, am I willing to entertain all the other reasons that this is really important? Yes. How am I going to feel tomorrow either way? And how do I want to feel tomorrow? Thinking in complete thoughts. You have to become a more mature and rational thinker. That is the work that I do with my clients. That's the work I do when we're in the mastermind. That's the work we do in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. That is the work you have to do. There is no magical podcast that you can listen to that's going to get you back on track when you, in your own mind, can get yourself off track any single time you want. Somebody messaged me the other day after, I think it was after 9.59 aired, and they said, I'm just going to keep listening to that episode over and over and over until it sinks in. And I said, repetition is great. However, it's repetition in action that changes you, not repetition in hearing. So you could hear me say the same thing over and over. There are probably 10 episodes, if not 100 episodes of this podcast that you could listen to in a moment of struggle that offer you a counter approach, but it's not... If that worked, nobody would ever make a crappy choice because I'm not the only podcaster out there or blogger or somebody that, you know, you could find a person who's put something out that resonates with you. And if you're still talking yourself out of it, all the messaging in the world doesn't matter. So, okay, the next one says, how do I embrace the reality that I can change my life, my thoughts, my everything? How do I embrace the reality that I can change my life? Let's, let's, or I can change my thoughts. Well, what evidence do you have that change isn't possible? Because if you're asking, like, how can I accept that I can change? Well, what evidence do you have that change is not possible? Because I can think of a million, a trillion examples of where change has been possible. And some of those examples are in my own life, right? I changed from not having a college degree to having a college degree. I changed from not having a podcast to having a podcast. So even if you say like, well, I don't have the evidence because I haven't ever changed my thoughts. Well, do you have evidence that you've changed something else? Have you changed a friend group? Have you changed relationships? Well, how did you do that? A series of decisions. So is it possible that there is a series of decisions that could create a different outcome in your life. 
in your thoughts, in something else? The answer, the answer is yes. I think that this comes down to with the question of how do I embrace the reality that I can change my thoughts? It's just being mature and being honest with yourself, right? Is there a case for the fact that if you were consistent for long enough that you would get the results you want? Well, yeah. So then do it. Prove it to yourself. You want to prove it to yourself? Go be consistent for 365 days and see what, see what happens. Don't worry about accepting the reality in your mind. Go ahead and prove it to yourself. If you're not sure if it's true, go be consistent for 365 days and let your results speak for themselves. Okay, the next question says, I'd love to hear any topic regarding weight loss specifically the trap of comparison to others' weight loss journeys. This is a hard one for me. It always gets me off track when I see others having quick success on the next, quote, greatest diet. Comparison, comparison. What was interesting to me, the first thing that jumped out at me when I read this, because somebody sent this in on Facebook and and I shared my response on Facebook, this person said, it always gets me off track when I see others having quick success. Always, that word always is a really locked in, not open to change kind of word because you are saying this is it forever, always, every time. That word always, I'm always inconsistent, I'm always all or nothing, or I always compare myself, right? That word means I'm not open to it being another way. That's the first thing that jumped out at me. However, the whole, the whole thing of comparison, you look at somebody else who, as this person said, is on the next greatest diet, you have to look at, is that what you want to do? Are you looking for a diet or are you looking to change for the rest of your life? Because you know what? You probably could jump on some new hip diet and lose 10 pounds, but then what? Right? But then what? So you hear me say carnivore and you're like, oh, maybe I should try that. But do you plan to eat that way for the rest of your life? Because if the answer is no, why are you jumping to it? Why, why would that be appealing to you? What is it that you want? And I don't know, but for most people that I talk to who have a goal of weight loss, their goal is to have a healthy relationship with food and movement over time and have their health and their physical nature reflect that, right? So they're not carrying extra weight. They feel fit. They look fit. They have a relationship with food and a relationship with movement that meets the standards of how they want to live and makes them feel and look fit. Well, most diets out there don't reflect that for me. They reflect something that I might be able to white knuckle my way through for a certain amount of time, but they don't reflect the fact that, you know, I want to indulge a couple times a month. Like that's something that I want to do. And that reflects, indulging a couple times a month for me reflects the relationship with food that I want to have that I know with consistency over time and either the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule, you know, eating really well 80 to 90% of the time, that's going to get me where I want to go. The other thing is, Why are you making their success about you? Can you separate, like that's what they're doing, cool, kudos to them, I've got my eyes on my track, on my journey, on where I'm going. You could compare yourself to everybody, but if you do that, 
you're never going to be satisfied because there's always going to be somebody who is fitter than you are, who's lost more weight than you have, whose marriage is better than yours, whose you know fitness is more advanced than yours, whose business makes more money, whose kids are more well-behaved. So this is a discipline of realizing I want to be able to celebrate people and their success without making it about me. I want to be able to celebrate people and their success without making it about me, what I don't have, what I could do. Now, that might not be your value, but that's what really helps me. Wow, there's a lot more questions. We're going to get to them next week. Let's get to the winner of Sleep Plus, that all-natural sleep aid that does not include melatonin, that works tremendously. And everybody who sent in questions, I will get to the rest of them on our next Q&A. The winner for Sleep Plus is Ashley Insera, I-N-S-E-R-R-A. Ashley Insera emailed me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, tell me that you were the winner for episode 960. And include your mailing address, and I will get Sleep Plus out to you. Don't forget that those three ways to win I mentioned at the top of the show. Leave a review of this podcast, Apple Podcast. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes or Tools for the Trenches on Amazon. Or post on social media. Tag me about an episode of this show that you are listening to or loving and you could win. I'll link up Sleep Plus in the show description as well as the Mira device that I talked about that I use for tracking my hormones. I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, they don't pay me to say that. I just have used it for a really long time and I find it valuable. All right, everybody, make it a great day. I'll chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.